Hey, it's Madison, the Black Eagle, and here's a highlight from today's show. I've got Benjamin Crump on the line right now, and good morning, everybody, at the top of the hour. Also, in the next hour, uh, the um, Attorney General of uh, Minnesota, um, Keith Ellison, he's going to be with us in the top of the hour. So before I take calls and get your response, um, I'm, and I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to be transparent. I sent uh, uh, my good friend uh, Benjamin Crump a note this morning, and I said, you know, I just, I'm just thank God that uh, he has been uh, kept safe through all of this. But we got a long way to go. And uh, Attorney Crump, uh, I mean, that's a that's a factual statement. We do have a long way to go, don't we? We have a very long way to go, Joe Madison. And you know, I look at yesterday's historic victory as one that I pray would be a precedent where we can change that horrific statistic that was printed in the Washington Post, Joe, where they said literally 6,000 people have been killed by police since 2015, and only 144 officers out of that 6,000 has been arrested and charged with either murder or manslaughter and out of that 121, only 44 have been convicted, and half of those ended up being misdemeanors and not the felonies that they were charged with. Let me ask you and and follow up with what you said yesterday that um, we, to the president of the United States that that we've got to get this George Floyd bill. Pass. We've got to move Congress. How will that help uh, to to bring about a, a concrete change? Well, Joe, what I believe is the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act, once passed, will hopefully help us prevent some of these uh, hashtags that keep happening far too often with police shooting us in the back or police using excessive force and killing us because we will have more ammunition to be able to prosecute them like Derek Chauvin and hold these police officers accountable. Because I do believe, you know, even though cities are certainly uh, having to pay out these multi-million dollar settlements, and I think that's somewhat of a deterrent, but there's nothing like of a deterrent like having them have to do the perk walk and go to prison, knowing that if you shoot black people, just like you shoot white people, you're going to be held accountable. Because I know that's why they don't shoot white people in the back. They know there's going to be, you know, hell to pay if they kill white people. And so what we're saying is we want equal justice under the law, America, because we have every right to the constitutional promises that our white brothers and sisters have. Let me ask this question um, in terms of of your practice. I'm just curious, how many cases come to your law firm in any given in any given time like this? Like police excessive use of force cases? Yes. 
Joe, we literally get calls every day. I think on police brutality cases, we average about 30 calls a week, and we end up only being able to take one to two because we know that in most instances, because of qualified immunity, and that's why we got to get rid of that uh, law, it's going to have 97% of the cases dismissed. Often, you, right time you file the lawsuit, the courts will dismiss it. And so, literally, we have all these calls that have come in since we've been uh, in the Chauvin trial. A 17-year-old uh, kid was killed in Knoxville, Tennessee. There's a, uh, three brothers were shot in D.C. Two of them died. One of them uh, uh, critically injured. Uh, another young man was killed at a church in North Carolina by an undercover police officer. And that's just during the last four weeks. And so it's like we, they're killing us so fast, Joe Madison, that we can't keep up with the hashtags. And I have this recurrent nightmare, Black Eagle, that I'm running out of time. It's like you just running out of time because we cannot keep up with how quick they're killing us. Let me then close out, because I know you're going to be terribly busy today, and I thank you so much uh, coming with us this morning. But, and, 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 and that is, what do you want my audience and other audiences to do? I'm one of these, as you know, I always say, everybody can do something. And let me piggyback on how important, how significant, was that video that that 17-year-old young girl uh, took. You know, Joe, we've been doing this a lot. And the one thing we know is that video is a game changer. Now, we know from Eric Garner, it's no guarantee that even if you have a video that they're going to hold these uh, killer cops accountable. But with Darnella, that 17-year-old high school student did, interrupted the false police narrative that has been forced down our throat so often because, you know, the first day, Joe, after they killed George Floyd, they put out a statement, and they never once mentioned that Derek Chauvin had his knee on his neck and the other officers had their knee on their back. They said George Floyd was resisting arrest and while he was resisting arrest and struggling, he died from natural causes. And that was it. And so had we not had that video of Darnella, that would have been the story of George Floyd. And nobody would have had this worldwide movement. Nobody would have been talking about George Floyd just as for policing that. So as my mother say, all things work together for good for those who believe in God. And I think about the historic nature where we have a black family achieve something that black people rarely achieve in America, and that is full justice, getting a historic $27 million civil settlement with all types of policy reforms from the city of Minneapolis, uh, commiserate with the Seventh Amendment justice 
of the, the United States Constitution, what me and my legal team can control. That's all we get to control is the civil part. But then they also got criminal convictions under the Tenth Amendment, which is controlled by the prosecutor who was none other than a brother who was magnificent, Keith Ellison, the first African-American prosecutor, I mean, uh, attorney general in the state of Minnesota. And I knew when Keith got on the case and we talked constantly like every other night at to one and two in the morning about how we get justice. Keith had a track record as being a champion in civil rights. And when Keith got on the case, he did something unprecedented. He took in private uh, lawyers to help out his prosecution team to make sure that they had the best lawyers available to hold George, I'm sorry, hold uh, Derek Chauvin accountable for torturing George Floyd for nine minutes and 29 seconds with his knee in his neck. And so that's how we got full justice for George Floyd's family. And my prayer is that is the new precedent now, that black people don't have to pick one or the other, only get partial justice. We have a right to get full justice. And so your audience, we got to go to our local senators and Congress. We're senators now. Congress has already passed it and get the George Floyd Justice and Policing Act passed so it could become law. Until uh, that, George <clears throat> Floyd's uh, justice for George Floyd is not complete. Okay. <clears throat> I hear your phone ringing. So, and finally, it, uh, George Floyd, I'm, I'm sorry, uh, Chauvin, he he still can face civil rights charges. Is is that correct? Yes, the Department of Justice can absolutely still bring charges against them. There was a rumor that there was a sealed indictment by the United States Attorney in Minnesota against them as well. So he he like our, a lot of brothers, a lot of black people, uh, they get the maximum thrown at them. Uh, state and federal charges. So we'll have to see what happens to Chauvin. All right. Hey, let me thank you very much, and we'll stay in touch, and, and, uh, and again, be safe. Thank you so much, uh, uh, Attorney Crump. Thank you. Thank you, Joe. And, and before I get off, I got to say this was a victory, not just for George Floyd family, but it was a victory for so many others who have been denied justice because it renewed uh, Breonna Taylor's family, knowing that there's a chance still for justice for Breonna Taylor and Pam Turner, uh, you know, all these people like uh, Anthony McClain and Pasadena who were shot in the back twice, literally running out of his shoes. So, Joe, we're going to yeah, celebrate this moment, but we know we got work to do. And, brother, nobody understands that like you. We celebrate for a moment, and then we get right back on the job. Thank you for always being on the job, Joe Matt. Well, I, I, I still will maintain, <clears throat> I will still be your unpaid co-counsel whenever you need me. So thank you, Sharon. I love you all to the moon and back because you always identify our people. You can count on it. We'll talk. Thank you again, Benjamin Crump. Uh, Attorney General uh, uh, Keith Ellison, that first of all, thank you. I appreciate you coming on. And and again, I'm going to be honest with my uh, with my audience. We've known each other for decades. Um, That's right. 
uh, for decades, and I got to tell you, and I said this, you put together one hell of a team. Uh, I, I, I mean, and I sometimes, I guess, when you get lawyers like this, it's like herding cats, isn't it? I mean, I, I mean, how did you do it? What, what did they have to commit to? Well, they just had to commit to working together. You know, that was the main thing. I mean, we did, we we had a team full of Michael Jordans, but they all had to learn how to pass the ball. You know, um, we didn't have uh, any Scottie Pippins out there. Everybody was a star, you know, on their own right. And But their main goal was that they had to cooperate and work together, and they did. Now, we just, uh, the first hour I interviewed, I talked with, uh, and I always tell people I don't have interviews. I'm not a journalist. I have discussions uh, with a, a, Attorney Crump, and he really said that you worked with him and his his group, um, and he said almost hourly you guys were talking to each other. I'm, I'm exaggerating here. Oh, yeah. Uh, no, we but, did, but we did go talk ahead. a lot. You, you talked a lot, and that you did something he said was rather unique, and that is that you actually brought in outside councils, counselors. Yeah, we brought we we used a lot of our folks we already had at the AG's office, and we used uh, some other folks who we, I made special AGs. And 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 now let me let me ask this: Will this same team be involved in the? the cases coming up of the other three officers or will there be a different team? Well, it's all yet to be determined. I got to assess everybody's uh, ability, uh, but uh, I can tell you that I think so, but um, I need to assess everybody, you know, because these guys are private uh, and they came in on a pro bono basis. Um, I just got to sit down with them, talk to them and see, see what, see what their, their availability is. The other question is, and we played your clip from yesterday, which everybody is referring to, when you said that there's a, you pointed out there's a difference between justice and accountability. Can you elaborate on that that comment? Well, in my mind, justice implies restoration. You know, justice re- re- uh, implies a rebalancing as to, to uh to the to where it should be, and we're not there. We're not anywhere close to there. Um, but we did take a substantial step because accountability and holding somebody accountable for their actions is a step toward justice. But when you look at all the cases, you know, it's just still too many of them to say that, that yesterday achieved a standard of justice. But it did. That's what okay. Is it it signaled that that that. That a true and fair, uh, accountable trial was possible. Uh, it it signaled the right things, but getting us where we got to go means that we're going to stop seeing this rash and 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 this uh, these series of, of killings the way we've been seeing them for years and years. And you know, you and I are from Detroit. You know, we know that uh, Comey Young got arrested on stopping stress, stop the robberies in George State Streets was a police unit that killed so many African-Americans that he, he ran on the platform of getting rid of it. You remember that, Joe? Oh, I remember and, that. Uh, and, and you remember the the uh, the cat hair case? Yeah. yeah. I don't know. You might yeah. have been too young at that time, but you remember well, the cat remember hair case? I do remember the Algiers Hotel. I don't remember it, but I know about it. And yeah. I mean, there's so many things, 
that have happened, you know, and, and, and so how do we get to a state of true justice? Well, it's going to take more than one case for sure, but it is going to take this case. This case is an important step. We're proud of it, but we have many miles to go. Now, the, I, I want to go back to the, the other three officers. Uh, is it too late or can they cut a deal before their August uh, trial or is it too late? It's possible, but I mean, um, that's nothing I would be able to discuss publicly. Okay, all right. Um, I, I appreciate that. And and so let me ask about your position as a former legislator, former a member of Congress. The importance of the of the George Floyd Justice Policing Act. I think you referred to it yesterday in your press conference. Paramount. Critically important. And if we pass that, it's another substantial step toward justice. And, and what does it what does it do for you? For example, for what? How does it help you in Minnesota? Well, just having more better data collection, having banning certain chokeholds, banning certain police practices. I mean, it could it'll it'll bring more transparency, more accountability, and it will it'll allow uh, this system to get rid of people who don't belong in it. Policing is not for everybody. There needs to be a better system to route the bad people out. And so it will be, uh, I believe, a substantial uh, step forward for us. Uh, Final question, and again, I thank you because I know it's going to be a busy day and and it's been a busy uh, night for you. Um, Does your office make recommendations to the judge on the sentencing? Yes. Yeah, we do. Have you decided what you will be recommending to the judge? Uh, well, you know, we're in the middle of working all that up. You know, that that is something that I probably should not talk about because it's prospective. Um, um, you know, but I think everybody can count on us recommending a sentence that is commensurate with the 9-minute and 29-second slow uh, death of George Floyd. All right. We'll close it there. Thank you so much for taking the time. I appreciate Attorney General Ellison. Thank you. Okay. You can listen to yours truly, Madison, the Black Eagle, live every Monday through Friday on Sirius XM Urban View Channel 126 or anytime on the Sirius XM app.